The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Hey everyone, welcome into the Paul Kaharski Podcast. I'm his co-host, Madison Blevins. We hope that you guys had a wonderful holiday season and gearing up for the new year. Uh, Paul, how was your Christmas? Did you have a good one? Very nice, thank you. Uh, we had a Christmas miracle in that we thought uh, Finley might have um, torn his other ACL. Uh, oh, he had no. ACL a couple ACL surgery a couple years ago, but he has limped his way out of it and seems to be normal. Outside of the fact that I just left him out in a huge storm and had to tile him off pretty good, but he seems back to himself. So, at uh, we could say that about one of us. Yeah, well, let's jump right into it. Speaking about injuries and not being yourself, the big question around the Titans right now is Marcus Mariota. What are you expecting from him on Sunday, and are you even expecting him to play? Yeah, I think he's going to play. I mean, he didn't didn't practice on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. He took about half uh, half the reps. Uh, I wasn't out there for the practice part of the day uh, as I was dealing with my own medical condition, seeing a lung specialist. But uh, videos that the rest of the media took looked like he was throwing reasonably well. And uh, based on those videos, I'd rather uh, see the guy throwing like that in the huddle in a winner-take-all game than, than Blaine Gabbert. Um, I, I would think he'd, he'd continue to progress as the week goes on and that he'll be in the, in the first huddle of the game. The, the question is, I mean, the sack that, that knocked him out of the Washington game wasn't anything out of the ordinary, right? And he told the wake-up zone on 104.5 the, week, uh, 104.5 the zone this week that uh, the whole right side of his body was kind of left tingly from that sack. So my question is, is as much about if he'll start as if he'll be able to, to finish and what sort of hit won't he be able to withstand in the course of, uh, of this game. And that's, uh, that's a concern. Um, I think you got to hold your breath if you're a Titans fan. Anytime he gets hit in this game, I think they're going to need him to run some to give them a chance in this game. Um, and certainly susceptible to, to some hits outside the pocket as well as inside the pocket. That first stinger came in the first game against the Colts, and Blaine Gabbert had to take over in that loss. Uh, in a game of this magnitude, you, you hope the Titans get their starter uh, the whole way. We also saw Logan Ryan go down in Week 15 with a broken leg, and this defense has taken some significant hits as well. Do you see any bigger elements, though, for Mariota heading into the second time they face the Colts this season? Well, so the defense has lost Ryan and Casey, and those are the big ones we're talking about. Mariota doesn't have Johnny Smith this time around, but yeah, I think he's got some elements that he didn't have last time. I mean, for starters, Derrick Henry is, uh, is a different back than he was last time. Uh, and that's no secret. He didn't run terribly last time, but the game was out of hand very quickly. He had nine carries for 46 yards. That's a 5.1 average. Um, you know, that's not not a bad average. It's only nine carries. They, they got to get him a lot more than that. And, it, you know, it really kind of needs to be a Derrick Henry game. They need to to keep control of it in a way that it can be. The offensive line has played much better um, in the last couple weeks. 
and they're largely uh, responsible for for giving Derrick Henry that room for better quarterback protection. And then Taewon Taylor didn't play in that first game against the Colts. And Taewon Taylor is obviously the Titans' deep threat, um, who, who's given them some dynamic downfield play. Uh, I talked to him this week, and he said, uh, you know, he, he really hated missing that first game. He wants to offer the Titans something in this game that they didn't have in that one, and that he's conscious of what's going on from the other side. I don't know if a lot of guys would say that. If he sees, if he sees T.Y. Hilton or somebody on the other side making a big play, he feels compelled to match it or to offset it, either he or the Titans' wide receiving core. Uh, and that's the mindset they need here. They need some some big plays to uh, to offset uh, T.Y. Hilton or, or whoever else on the other side or – uh, you know, to spring ahead and to give T.Y. Hilton something that he feels like he's got to match um, or, or that those uh, receivers have to try to match. Um, that's an element that the Titans obviously were missing in the last game, especially after they fell behind um, very quickly and, and it became a non-game very quickly. They didn't have um, that kind of uh, threat uh, and weren't able to, to make those kind of plays to get them back into a football game that, that was out of hand in, a, in short, short order. Paul, you mentioned big plays, but also smart plays. And Mike Vrabel has said a couple of times this week that the loss to Indy accounted for almost 20% of the Titans' penalty yardage this year alone. So what's the big focus there heading into Sunday? Well, they got to be cleaner, obviously. And, and it's been a clean football team most of this year. They're one of the best teams in the league in this category to be more precise it's 17 17.2% of the Titans penalty yardage uh this season came in this one game wow that is some serious storming going on here in Brentwood Tennessee hope you don't have the same thing in Knoxville uh the prime offenders in this game uh you know we've talked about Adore Jackson we'll talk about it again it's okay Finley um Adore Jackson outside of a bad game against uh T.Y. Hilton gave up a 34 yard uh 35 yard defensive pass interference game uh penalty in that game uh Cameron Batson had a 15 yard penalty on uh I believe it was on special teams Malcolm Butler had a 15 yard penalty Quentin Spain uh, had a 10-yard penalty. Uh, Jan Brown had a 15-yard penalty. Sharp and Davis had 10-yard penalties, so the receiving core accounted for a lot. Uh, that's a lot to overcome in a game where you're already uh, getting spanked. And, and I think um, I think they, they only ended up out of those penalties giving the Colts three first downs. They didn't need any help. They had 23 first downs uh, without penalty help. Like I said, Titans, a pretty clean team. Uh, Walt Coleman's crew, Walt Anderson's crew, excuse me, uh, is refereeing this game. They're pretty good at not being big factors. I don't think you're going to see um, excessive flags thrown. Uh, they, they play it on the level. Titans uh, need to be certain here not to give them cause to, to throw anything beyond the norm. And, uh, you know, they can't be starting in first and 20. And, and stuff like that. They got to, um, you know, they really have to, to play the sticks um, and, and keep the Colts defense um, in situations where they don't know if it's going to be run or pass. If, if you're giving them obvious selections where it's, uh, you know, second and 10 and they know you've got to throw, um, 
then uh, then you're making things way too easy. We talked about it a little bit in the beginning, Paul. You mentioned your Christmas, but did you have any big Christmas parties over this holiday season? Uh, I neither had a big Christmas party or attended uh, any big Christmas parties. You know, I missed the um, the Cumulus, uh, the Zone big Christmas party, which uh, was big again for the first time in a while. And, it was. Uh, it was I don't fun. You were missed. Yeah, you thank missed. you. Um, you know, I, I do most of my coughing with this illness in the evening. And uh, based on current life, uh, recent life events, Simon is not wild right now about uh, being left home at night with a babysitter. And mom and dad are cutting him some slack on that while he still sorts out some uh, some leftover feelings uh, uh i might have forced him to uh work around that or got him a sleepover at a friend's had i been invited to the party i think you're about to mention well exactly that's what i was gonna say so i was on i guess it was christmas eve yeah i was on instagram on christmas eve flipping through and i don't know if anyone listening saw this but the kardashian west christmas party was I mean I don't I'm not good at guessing how much something costs or how much money is put into something, but I will say had to be I don't what would you say? Have you seen a picture, Paul? I mean I have it was not. unreal. I would say so they built they covered everything in snow. They built a huge mountain where like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian wore like snow tubing down. There was snow everywhere. There was an igloo John Legend performed. Like I'm talking, probably over a million dollar party. Oh, I think it sounds like it might have been over five million dollar party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> unreal. You need to go look at pictures because I didn't. I don't even know how you throw a party like that. So I yeah. thought I went to some fun Christmas parties, but that was insane. I kind of like that the rich and famous have such things for us to. Uh, admire from afar or be jealous of or be insulted by uh, knowing that they could you know fund clean water for small villages on the other side of the world or uh, you know taking care of Flint Michigan or 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 whatever makes for fun debate and all of that but you know the thing that strikes me the most they had it on Christmas Eve yep yeah that's the thing that puts me off the most okay it, so I silent, looked it up silent night that's the silent night. Have it on a different I night. I know. Christmas I looked it up. So Why? their their estate costs sixty million, and the party costs one point three million dollars. Yeah. Silent night. Silent night. That's <laughs> quiet, like crackling fire, tree, church. Hopefully, you know. Um, oh my gosh! Insane. Turn off to me. Maybe one. I would day. not have fun at that party. That is not my craft. You would fit in in your, really in your romper, in your <laughs> romper, and you wore your romper. Let's revisit. Jumpsuit. What? What's the difference between a romper and a jumpsuit? It's a romper is like the shorts, and a jumpsuit is like full length to like long pants. But so I wore a jumpsuit. Do astronauts wear jumpsuits? No. Like in training. <laughs> We're not going back down this road. Yeah. Send a photo. Send everyone a photo. I've tweet got, out, oh, I didn't post a photo. You're right. It's a shocking, shocking. Um, for someone that dresses as well as you do, that's a shocking decision. And uh, I'll leave everyone to go catch up to you on Instagram. 
Uh, we are brought to you by Yazoo Brew, a fine Nashville institution that you should be drinking. I'm sure you had some for Christmas, and now you're out, and you need to restock for New Year's, uh, and we highly recommend it. There's something for everyone and for every season. I'm partial to the Hefeweizen, even though you're going to tell me it's a summer beer. I'm going to tell you it's a year-round beer. Uh, so we most appreciate your support of them and their support of us. Uh, this podcast goes in two parts, so uh, you got some good stuff there, but you're going to get the best stuff on the other side of the break, which is for members only where we are going to hit on uh, Ryan Suckup's recent struggles and a little something uh, you might want to hear from Brett Kern about it, um, as well as uh, the Titans' overall feeling about it being the Colts who are the obstacle um, in front of them if they are to make the postseason. And more on Adoree Jackson's uh, struggles against T.Y. Hilton and what he feels like he has to do if, in fact, he winds up matched up with the Colts' best receiving option in this uh, a rematch that's going to send one team um, on into the playoffs and one team home for the offseason. We'll be back with part two for members only right after this brief pause. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. Yeah.